Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. I only have one question. Do you think I deserve your full attention? That's what I like to hear. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to 90.3 WRST FM Oshkosh. This is Script to Screen, and I'm your host, Max. And joining me here in the booth is Gideon. Hello. And today we are going to be talking about two films here that uh, both have now released. I mean, one has had a release in theaters, but it's also been on uh, HBO Max. And the other one, I believe, just had the HBO Max release. Yep. That's it. So we're going to be talking about the new Schneider cut of Justice League and Kong versus Godzilla. Which one do you want to start out with, Gideon? Uh, I don't really have any preference this week. Uh, we can do Snyder Cut, I suppose. Yeah, I think that would probably work best uh, to start us off. Because that's the uh, older of the two. Though both are not very old at all. Um, so how did you feel about it? When did you watch it? Uh, what are your thoughts on it overall? Right, at the, right off the bat here. Yeah, the Snyder Cut, for me, is just a really interesting phenomenon of pulp culture in general. Um... Basically, what happened was they had this original movie, Justice League, came out in 2017, uh, almost universally hated, although it it did get moderate, marginally better reviews than some of the other stuff from DC. Like, it had better reviews than Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad, somehow. Um, But it it was a box office flop, completely uh, bombed at the box office, um, didn't do like nearly even close to the numbers that uh, the Avengers films from Marvel were doing. Um, not even comparable in, in success. Um, just a complete failure in every possible regard, critically and commercially. Everything about it was terrible. Um, uh, and this was blamed by people on the internet on, on Joss Whedon as uh, Snyder had to step away from the project due to a family tragedy. His daughter committed suicide. So... Um, he stepped away and, and Warner Brothers hired Joss Whedon to, to helm the project and, and see it to its completion. When it comes out, it's terrible. Whatever. Um, so then, maybe however many years later... Well, um, I mean, almost immediately there was a call for the original version of hashtag it. Hashtag release the Snyder Cut. Yep. Um, so people are like, this movie exists. Like, this is a thing. Like, it's not... And I was like, I saw this on Twitter and I was like, this is a jo- Like, this is a joke. Like, you've never... I haven't... And, seen anything like this ever happen and if it had it didn't come to fruition um like it was just a it was just ludicrous to me about about what this entire concept of there being a secret hidden cut of a movie that was uh could somehow fix the the absolute train wreck that the original was um and i was like hey whatever this is never gonna happen like it's it just seemed like it was like a joke to me um and then (sighs) four years later it actually is, or three years later, they're like, okay, it's actually happening. Like we have the, re, the we have the original footage. We're going to restore it. We're going to do reshoots. We're going to uh, refinish the VFX. And it's like, it's coming out. And I was like, okay, <laughs> fine, whatever. It's coming out. It's the, it is what it is. I'll see it. We'll see what happens, whatever. I, I was not expecting anything of it, even though it was finally happening um, hashtag release the Snyder Cut was a thing and it wasn't a joke anymore. Um, I was still like, this is just stupid. I don't care. This doesn't matter. This has no effect on my life whatsoever. Then the movie comes out. 
on HBO Max to stream. It's four hours long. Which, I sit down, I watch it, and it like blows my mind. Like I, I do not understand how I enjoyed this movie as much as I did when I hate the original Justice League as much as I do. Um, the the difference is night and day for me. I I enjoyed the crap out of this movie. I every like I all four hours of it. Like I mean, except for the last half hour, but all the first three and a half hours, I was I was along for the ride. I I had a great time. I I, I just it, it, it's it's a it's just a mystery, uh, how this all came to be to me. It's it's a it's a fascinating moment in well, in our current culture. Well, tell me like because I didn't I didn't mind the uh the first version of this as much as some people did. I was like, it was all right. Wasn't great. Still better than the Aquaman movie, you know, in my opinion, like, but I, I didn't see why there was so much hate about it. I didn't mind it. What, what exactly did you dislike about the original cut of justice league? There's a lot so of things that I hate about it. I feel like the, a lot of people say they don't thing, like it, but they the never elaborate off the bat is that it, it is a mishmash of tone from start to finish. So you've got two different directors basically com competing more or less for, for their version to be seen. But the problem with that is that that Joss Whedon came onto the project after it had already been 100% finished with principal photography. Um, and then he comes in and does reshoots and whatever. So everything, it's it's so blatantly obvious, the stuff that's his that's been hammed in. A lot um, of and the it, comedy. It's, it's, the okay. com well, the com it's not just comedy though. It's like it's it's the visual uh, color palette too. Yes. Like they've brightened up scenes. Like Zack Snyder, uh, the how whole much, ending is totally different. The whole ending is completely different. The the and so like the, the the comedy affects the darker tone that's been set up by Snyder from the start. Um, it makes scenes feel a lot less dramatic, and it, and the comedy feels forced. It feels like they're trying. Really, what it comes down to is that they're trying to make an Avengers movie. Um, and that's what I think Warner Brothers wanted out of this this Justice League film. They wanted they saw Avengers. They saw Avengers making six hundred million dollars. They saw Avengers End or this is before Endgame, but they saw Avengers and then Age of Ultron or what happened before this um, make four hundred million and six hundred million dollars. Um, and they're like, well, we want we need to have our team up movie to catch up with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, and then it and then they they they're trying to they see what Snyder's doing and Snyder's doing something that's completely different with his with his quote unquote Snyder verse with Man of Steel and then Batman v Superman and now Justice League. Mm -hmm. um, they're they're just completely different in tone. They're not they're not trying to be these team up movies necessarily or quote, team up movies in the in the sense that like Avengers like we've got all these people and they're gonna make jokes and they're coming together and like they're gonna it's the, the, the tones are just completely not even t same type of story. It, like yeah. like Snyder's is like this mythol mythological. Uh, epic of of of, of godlike proportions, um, and it's, I'm not saying either approach is is good or bad. All I'm saying is that when you have <laughs> a, a, an approach that's already been set up from the beginning, and then you try to and take and and superimpose another on top of it, it just doesn't make sense. And that's mm -hmm. and I think that's the primary reason why the movie is as bad as it is. Um, but I think I think for me, a lot I was just confounded by I was just like the original Justice League. I was just I came in, I saw it, and I was like. Okay, I I literally could not possibly care about any of these characters less than I do. The plot is garbage. It's not. And it has no uh, propulsion of story. I am bored out of my mind for the, the entire movie. For the most part, is the same with the, the, okay. With but the, the, Snyder the, the cut. overall, what happens is the same. But that it shows how much 
the way that it progresses can affect propulsion and, and, and story momentum. Do you think? Um, do you think people would have liked it as much if it if the Schneider cut had always stayed as the main cut? Like if it had released, when did the first Justice League come out? 2017, 2018? Yes, 2018, 2017. So that's a, okay, that's a, so that's an interesting debate because basically what what happened was we wouldn't have gotten the four it, hour cut. That's the thing. Um, yeah, did we, we didn't like gotten, lower the bar and then? <laughs> but okay, so the thing, I think if Snyder if Snyder, if there's no family tragedy, if there's no like like it's just there's a lot of it's just really sad what happened. All it, it, like it's like it's 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 sadder that he lost his daughter than that we didn't get like we didn't the fans. I'm not, I mean I'm not a DC fan, but it's like this that we, the fans didn't get what they wanted. Like it's it's like the the family tragedy takes takes precedence mm -hmm. uh, uh, over over. I uh, mean at the end of the day, it's a movie. You right, know? exactly. At the end of the day, it's a movie. Um, but so it's kind of hard to say like what would have happened. But I think if Snyder stays on the project. You don't get a four-hour cut because the the studio, even if the studio yeah. lets him do what he wants to do, it would have had it's a theatrical still not going to be a four-hour long movie on a yeah. theatrical release. I think if they let him do what, he, what they want to do, and this gets down to like three to three and a half hours, I honestly think it would be even better than mm. what we than what what ends up it being that came out on HBO Max. Simply because like there's this, there, I'm all for create. I more I I I want to emphasize that even more. Like I'm all for creators being creators and allowing directors to do what they want to do with the movie. Like you hired them to direct the movie, let them direct the movie, and and whether like like don't try to get in and like creatively mess with what they're doing when you've hired them to be a creative. Um, that being said, there there is something that can happen with creative limitations, if that makes sense. So like if there. Creative limitation and 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 artistic ability, like when those two things are working fully in concert, I think that's when the best, or not maybe not the best, but that's that's when that's when I think that the most cohesive project can happen. Um, whereas what we got on HBO Max, like, does feel a tad indulgent at times. Um, I was just on board with it, um, yeah. but I do think we might get a better product if if he comes out because then it's a, like a three hour movie. It's like it's still epic in proportion, but it has it's a little bit more. Uh, Still cut the cross off of it. Yeah, um, I I do miss one thing though from the um from the original version, and that was the brunch, uh, <laughs> the brunch lines with Barry Allen. I don't, I don't remember when that. he's like, you know, uh, like I don't get brunch. I mean, it's like it's just breakfast, but later, and you go and you stand in a line with people for a really long time, and you like, he's just like totally awkward about like brunch, and he tells Bruce Wayne this like when Bruce confronts him in his, I guess we'll call it like the flash layer. And then at the end, there's like an after credits like race between Superman. Oh and, yeah, I, that was so dumb to me. <laughs> I don't know. I missed that. I was like, come on. I mean, you keep at least that joke in. I mean, Barry's already like the comedic yeah, element. Yeah, like it's not, the whole thing is like in the, in the stupid whatever the nuclear zone where they had like people still there. Yeah, no, okay. Like, I'm okay a, with them cutting that. that. But I know, I know, but that's building off of that in, in that story. Like that end little sequence is building off of what happened before with them. The end the credit one is, is so yes. stupid to me. Yes, the end credit scene like, is. But the, the, it's basically, I feel like Whedon is trying to bring in like this, um, save the people in the city that, that we didn't, uh, succeed in saving in the Man of Steel uh, movie, but like mm. Snyder already did that in at the beginning of Batman vs Superman. So yeah. like it's just a so it's just a, such a dumb thing for me to to me to add that in because all it does is just it, it makes the story 
All I'm saying is that they got to include the first one when he's in the lair. They don't have to do the second part. They don't have to do the mention like of the race between Superman and Flash. Like that's whatever. I'm okay with cutting that. I just wish they had kept the first one. But other than that, I thought definitely Justice League was an improvement on almost every facet. Uh, I, I like I said, I didn't think the original was that bad, but um, it definitely it definitely was improved. And and I will I I never have doubted Zack Schneider. I always love his films. Well, um, see, that's an interesting thing for me because I don't really like his movies for the most part. I can't even think of one that I really like all that much. Well, you got like 300, Watchmen, Sucker Punch are the big three for me yeah, that I love I of his. <laughs> Watchmen, I thought he did a fantastic job. Um, again, if, I mean, all of his films, you can tell his style is he loves like slow-mo <laughs> the same way. Um, yeah, I think the, th- the thing about that, though, is that like he in, in the Snyder Cut, the the slow-mo almost feels like a natural extension of of the the way he's telling the story mm-hmm. um i mean there were times i felt like it didn't need to be slow-mo and yeah it just i know but drained. i feel like for me it was just kind of like experiencing somebody being a creative whereas with with watchmen it just feels like he's tarnishing the source material like it wasn't tarnishing anything with that. The only thing he changed was like the okay, big. That's, that's the interesting thing about Watchmen is that it, he keeps all of it the same, but he changes the meaning of it by the way that he shoots it. So again, it's the thing where it's like, um, it's the same thing. It's so weird because what happens, that's what happened between the original Justice League and the Snyder Cut is that all this quote unquote same things are happening, but they mean different things because of the way they're shot and because of the context, which is so weird that when you get Watchmen, um, it's the same story, except this time I think Snyder's the one who... Who, who made the story worse. Um, but yeah. Hmm. Well, that's interesting, man. Um, all right, we're going to cut to a quick little 30-second break here, and when we come back, we will be scoring the new Justice League, so stick around. I'm Christopher Kimball, host of Mill Street Radio, a show that transforms how we think about food and cooking. From $13,000 melons in Tokyo to a bus stop in Tel Aviv that serves Filipino food, Mill Street Radio goes anywhere and everywhere. We ask questions and get answers about cooking, food, wine, farming, restaurants, as well as about the lives and cultures of the people who grow, produce, and create the food we eat. Sunday mornings at 10 here on 90.3 WRST-FM Oshkosh. Welcome back to Script to Screen. I'm your host, Max, and joining me here is Gideon. You're listening to 90.3 WRST-FM Oshkosh. We are about to start our scores here for the Schneider Cut of Justice League. So, Gideon, what do you got for our first category, buddy? Uh, first category is first impression. All right. Um, I think with my first impression, I, w- I was very pleased with this film. Um, four hours is is kind of tough when when somebody makes a movie. And, I mean, you and I have sat through some, uh, let's just say, not great four-hour movies. <laughs> but uh, True. But this one, statement. <laughs> but this one, I think, is definitely a good movie. And now it makes me kind of want to watch the four-hour cut of Hateful Eight, just to see if that really improves it that much. But I think the creative liberties that that Zach took and improving kind of the the faults of the original or of the Joss Whedon version, I think it it really made a better movie. Um, now this is probably one of the better of the modern run of the DC films. I still don't know if it really holds up against like the Dark Knight series or Watchmen or um, some of the more classic Batman movies, but but I will say it was a good film and uh, I would probably give this I'm going to I'm going to say a 7. I didn't love it. I wasn't like blown away by it, 
but I do I do think the improvements definitely made it a better film. So I'm gonna give it a seven. Yeah, I I'm I gave this an eight when I first finished it. Um, the thing for me is that I this I think I think the movie overall is probably like a seven if you count the last thirty minutes as part of the movie <laughs> because the last thirty minutes. We haven't talked about this much, but they're they're terrible. Like it's it's the worst of what can happen oh, when you give I, somebody complete creative liberties. I would disagree. Um, they're they're literally post credit scenes that happen before the credits. Um, so I so basically in my head, what I said was they're post credit scenes that happen before the credits. So I'm just in my head, canon, gonna move them after the credits and then just see the rest of the movie as a three and a half hour movie. That's 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 really really good. Um, I think if you if you say oh the post credits are part of the movie it's a it's a seven because they really do bring the movie down by that much because it, it just is it's really pointless it has absolutely nothing to do with the actual story it's just there for fan service now and that nothing that makes else. me wonder what scenes specifically you're talking about but we can't everything get into after two... the actual end of the movie yeah but I I see like I don't want to spoil anything and I'm trying to remember exactly what you could be referring to so like here, the last and... shot of the movie is when Superman opens his oh his, his shirt, shirt and then and everything after the... that is just is just like weird setup for movies that are never going to happen mm. i don't know i mean i i when i actually think of like the last 30 minutes i'm just thinking of that final battle and i thought that final battle was so no, the final battle is great i'm talking about the stuff with yeah. like lex luther and the stuff with martian manhunter and the stuff with good point okay Joker. Not, yeah. All okay. that stuff is just you're right. like stop. You're right. Those are End pretty much after credit scenes. You're you're totally right. Well, I thought the the they could have kept in because wasn't that original vision in the first one when it's like Bruce's dream and like couldn't they have like put that with well, that Joker scene and like kind of I think done what a, he's doing there is like building up this dream sequence as something that's gonna eventually happen. So yeah. like that's why that stuff is in is in Batman versus Superman. Um, and so then this kind of gives that scene in Batman vs Superman like a little bit more context. It's also yeah. the thing with Flash coming back and like, his vision that he has a Flash saying uh, Lois is the key. Mm -hmm. um, now it makes a little more sense. It makes after a this lot film. more sense here, and it gives Batman vs Superman I think retroactive thematic depth in a way, um, in a lot of ways. Um, and also that's the other thing about this movie. Uh, in I th I think from what I remember in the original Justice League, um, Lois is the key basically is its own standalone thing. They say Lois is the key to bring Superman to be a good guy again after we rewake him up or whatever, and then it's done. And then at but in Justice League, um, they're like they someone says to Bruce, um, Lois is the key, and he's like, well, yes, she was here, but I think it means more than that than than just using her to help us bring back Superman. So like, yeah. for, which is intended to be foreshadowing for the eventual uh, what's it called the the whatever the thing is that happens when super when Lois dies and Superman goes crazy and and kills the world or I, I I'm not a comics guy. I don't know what it's called so. Um, I mean, the, I'm thinking of like Apocalypse the, War, but I don't think that's yeah, it because they just did that and it's a little different. And um, However that works. Regardless, I, I really enjoyed this movie um, almost from start to finish, if you count the finish where I did. Um, okay. So yeah. so seven then? Eight, you, eight, I, eight oh, you're for me. maintaining yeah. an eight. I thought it was like, it was an eight It's uh, it, before you, or... No, my official okay. score was an eight. So. Okay. Then our next category is story here. And... Um, I think you kind of said it already. Like for the most part, the story beats are the same as the original one, and um, it, but they but they have improved on it. The and the the overall plot is this like the 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 structure is not the same. The story is also not the same. The 
the plot is I don't know even know what you'd call that. What like the the it's, the, it's the overall A, B, what happens and C of with it. The, yeah, overall what happens with with the Steppenwolf coming down and his his plan with the mother boxes and like how but like it makes that. no sense in the original. Like I literally had no idea what was even going on. Like <laughs> yeah. it's like Steppenwolf, he's gonna come and get the stuff to blow up the world. I like who or cares? terraform it. But I guess. here it's like, oh, okay, I see his motivation. I know he wants to do this because he wants to get back to his home world because he did something wrong and Dark Side well, is Dark, like Dark Side there will, yeah. and he's like he wants to please Dark Side and then he's gonna go and the mother boxes are only awoken because Superman died in Batman v Superman. So like all that stuff at the opening scene and is, that, makes, is so was... awesome because it's like Superman dies and it actually has meaning. Um, <laughs> like yep. it's the thing here. I What, what did I say? Uh, oh, I saw my Jurassic World review on Letterboxd the other day. I just came across it. And, and what I wrote was uh, Jurassic World. I, I used to like Jurassic World until I realized that everything in Jurassic World is purposeless and everything in Jurassic Park is meaningful. So like in Jurassic Park and Jurassic World, you look at them, the, the, their structures of what happens is, is is very similar. I mean, like Jurassic World is very much mm -hmm. trying to to recreate what's happening in Jurassic Park, but it's, it's just the way that it comes. Like Jurassic World does not have the equivalent scene of John Hammond eating his melting ice cream. Like that scene yeah. is is an all-time like great about moment the flea of, circus. Of, of, of subtext. Um, but, but Jurassic world is just really just loud noises. Um, the, so the same thing, uh, I forgot what I was talking about. No, that, that, uh, that if you step back far enough and you squint in your eyes, they essentially have the same but they're story not the beats, same story but they're not the same story. Yeah. Now that's a, that's a really good point. And I actually, I think I would definitely agree with that. And, and this, this has expanded on things that didn't make sense in the first one. I think it was. The way that it, it doles out information makes more sense. And because they gave this film enough time, enough screen time, and 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 it seems to have a more cohesive plot, it definitely well, worked better. Too. And the like, characters are the done char better. I think that's the biggest takeaway for me um, is that like the characters have motivations. They allow the characters. People are, I saw people saying that um, the 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 DC world should should have should have, I, I don't like that word, should have, been done the same way as the Marvel Cinematic Universe. No. Where you give one, each character its own uh, uh, solo movie and then you get the, the team-up movie at the end of all those. And I think there, there's nothing wrong with that approach. Um, but I, I think that the way that it's done here, there's nothing necessarily wrong with it. Like like the, the fact that you get Cyborg's origin all in this movie, like mm -hmm. it lends a... a it makes the movie feel more like a movie in a, in a sense. Yeah. Like it makes it feel less like you've had to watch everything leading up to this. It makes it feel like an, its own epic narrative where you've got all these intertwining parts. It's make, it like, yeah. like when Flash you watch too. something like the 10 commandments, um, you don't, you don't have a Moses origin story and then you get your own Aaron solo movie and then you get your own Pharaoh movie. And then by the end you all get them all interacting with each other. Like that would be so stupid. Yeah. Um, no, but, I like this mean. feels like a genuine epic because they all are kind of having their own arcs. Like I, I, that's a that's hilarious to me actually. Now that I think about it, like imagine getting an Aaron solo movie before you actually watch the Ten Commandments. You know how dumb that would be. I from the way you're making it sound, it would be pretty dumb. It'd be pretty dumb. And that, and that, and but like with with Marvel, what they've done is there's nothing wrong with that either. Like oh. I I do like the way that it kind of they hey, kind of build on each other. For but it's not <laughs> but it's not trying to do a mythology kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's trying to do. Uh, it's almost like Marvel is trying to be like a television series more or less in a movie form. Yeah. But like 
the Snyder Cut, it feels like an epic, and that and then and, and and having your characters have their own soul movies would not make it feel as much like uh, a biblical type of mythological epic. Yeah, and and so I mean for story here, because I mean, oh man, you've brought up a lot of good points. You're almost making me want to like increase increase the score a little more. Um, I I will probably give the story. Oh man, they really improved on the last one. See, that's the thing. I have to like separate it, like just look at it as its own movie and then compare it to the old one. I'm thinking I'm 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 on an eight here for the story. Uh I think Yeah, yeah, probably an eight. Probably an eight. I think that's that's solid enough. Um yeah, I think I, I'm I'm right on the edge of a seven. I, I I'm I or right between a seven and an eight for story specifically. Mm-hmm. Um I think I have to go eight. I, I I really just think that like the the way they build character, the way they allow characters to 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 fold into narrative, um, it's just it made me feel a type of way that I don't feel when I watch like a Marvel superhero movie. Um, but it also didn't feel like like when you watched uh, not Suicide Squad. What's a good example? Um, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Maybe one. I don't want to. Aquaman, first, Aquaman might be a good example. Okay. When you watch Aquaman, it doesn't feel like a Marvel movie. It's trying to do its own thing. Um, but at the same time, it doesn't necessarily like succeed at it. Um, hmm. I don't know. I, I, feel like tonally, I feel like tonally all of the the most recent DC films all totally feel completely different from, from Marvel movies. No, 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 Marvel I know, is I mean. I'm so... Saying, I'm saying there's... Marvel is so homogenous. Um in, in the way that their 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 tones like they they all their movies uh, by design feel the same way and are designed to make an audience feel a certain way and that's the reason why they make so much money is because they're they're literally intentionally trying to appeal to the lowest common denominator whereas DC's not trying to do that the problem is that when you like it, they're trying to to do their own thing but at the same time not allowing directors to to do their own like it just like yeah. birds of prey is probably a good example birds of prey is definitely trying to do its own thing but i hate that movie like i i just don't think it's accomplishing anything substantial besides um, showing that's, off that's the that danger. ewan mcgregor like, is, like, a, is a boss at everything yeah so like marvel is just pretty much steady across the board it's like six seven eight movies right or uh, six out of ten movies seven out of ten movies eight out of ten movies for me um, like it really, there's no, there's hard. I don't think there's a single one Marvel movie that goes above an eight or below a six. Like genuinely, Iron um, Man, uh, Iron Man above, and any of the Thor movies below. I can't. I, I maybe maybe Dark World goes below a six, but really, I don't think otherwise. So, but like DC, I've the problem with DC is that like you got if you count like the Dark Knight movies as part of this. Dark Knight movies go above it. I mean, only actually, really, only the dark, the first Dark Knight would go above an eight. But like, but they, they're very much all the way across the board. They're, they're from one to ten. Okay. Um, I get, yeah. So there's a little less consistency, and sometimes you get a, a gem, and sometimes you don't. Right. And I think, and I think what what would be the best thing, best strategy for them as like a, a studio to do would just be to say, if we're not going for consistency in the first place, just let them do whatever the heck they want to do. And if they fail, they fail because they're going to fail their own, anyways. So tell, why would you try to stop? Like it's just That's how like, it's always it's, been with DC. It's like, tell your own individual story with it. I mean, all of the Batman films are to tonally completely different yeah. and, and, and represent the era when they're being released and all that. And, and it's just, everything's very, is, 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 very different, and it's uh, it's something that hasn't happened to Marvel since uh, the the transition from like the Fantastic Four movies and the original Spider Man movies to Iron Man. 
Like that was the big shift there with how they did, handled their tone of, of their films. And then all of a sudden it became that consistent uh, series that you've been talking about and that, that build off each other. Um, so I scored an eight for story. You said seven still? I think I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. Um, and then... Uh, I'm, no, I'm giving it a seven. Seven? I'm okay. looking at the other categories. I'm like, I see where my eighth coming from more so than the story itself. Like, the story itself is 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 very solid. I, I love I love the mythological aspect of it the most. Um, yeah. But there, I think there's other things that kind of bring this... It's just a... Yeah. It's Our, more an emotional thing than an intellectual thing to me at this point. So, uh, next category is acting. I'll be pretty brief with this. I think they took out nearly every cringy line from the original yeah. version. Well, because Snyder said, I don't, there, I will not allow a single cut or a single shot that I didn't shoot to get in the movie. And you. yeah. So, but I mean, there's a lot of like really cringy lines from the first one. Like there's a, in the first, first versions of this, uh, in the climax, when Superman pops up and he stops Steppenwolf's hand, he's like, I'm, I'm a fan of, uh, or it's like, I'm all about truth, and I'm also a fan of justice. Or something. he says some dumb line oh, like that. Yeah, I don't. And remember they that, totally that's, cut that's, that. That's very. They cut um, the dumb one from when Flash saves the family. He's like Dostoevsky, oh, and then he man. bails out. Yeah, I remember like, that. That's that was just, so bad. So there's a lot of cringe that they took out of this. The only <laughs> part I wish they would have yeah, kept was so the was the the brunch line, just because it it added a little bit to the to the fun of um of Barry Allen without going like into the cringy part. I think that reminds me of one thing that I did think was effective, which is the scene where he's like, I don't know how to fight. It's not, it's just still push not people. great, um, <laughs> but I think it's a, like an effective way of like having him have something to do in that fight. Um, yeah. But um, so story. with the, at, no, with the acting, I think I'll give it a, oh man, probably a, an eight as well. Um, I'm going seven for acting. I think there's nothing. There's no Oscar-winning performances here. I think standout is is Ray Fisher for sure. Um, his character Cyborg is really allowed to to shine and have his own. I, I mean, we spoke on his his origin basically being entirely here, but I think he really brings a lot to this character. Um, I think it's a travesty that they basically cut his entire story um, mm. for for the original because not, he's so great here. Not to mention his uh, football game against, against the, the Badgers. Badgers yeah. <laughs> Um, like, no, I really think he, he might be one of the best performances here. But I think, again, like you said, their their performances all shine by like cutting away the bad stuff. Yeah. Um, like it, it it really does show how editing um is half not half performance, but editing this is, is a huge part of performance. This is a um, great editing, example. Of, good editing can make a good performance. Yes. Or or make a bad performance good. I don't know how you want to say it, but like this, this is, is the very perfect. Important. Uh, example for like any film school that will yeah, ever really, teach like, this, like the difference between yeah. what two directors can do with a film. Yeah, like, this is, it's crazy how this is. I feel like this is just going to be like an example in pop culture for years to come. Like just because it's that crazy of a thing that happened. Um, and and the, and the contrast is so stark. I feel like I le legitimately film school teachers might literally use this. They should. Um, they should. This has like pretty much never happened before. Yeah. So, um, so uh, I score acting in eight. I, I give it a seven. seven. Next category is look and feel. Oh man, I'm just like all seven. Or I mean, I th feel like we're gonna be all sevens and eights here. But look and feel, it improved a ton on on the original one. They changed the tone of of the lighting, and a lot of scenes that were like in dawn or um, sunset are now at night. Like that one stupid scene with Batman and Wonder Woman walking by the lake. It looks so dumb in the original. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just like, did you shoot this from like? Uh, for TV, basically, is what it looks like. Well, I'm thinking like the 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 big final battle, like in the original. Well, yeah, that's like it's in also this lit, like just 
Stop. Use it was shadows. Just, Learn how to use shadows. It looks so much better. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it definitely got improved. Uh, probably an eight again. I mean, a really strong eight. I don't know if I would put this at a nine. Uh, I'm almost there. But um, I'm, I'm at a strong eight. Like, if I could give this a decimal point, it'd be like an 8.9. Yeah, I'm probably at a weak nine. Um, honestly, I, because like look and feel was half the reason why I enjoyed this so much. Like I just, okay. I, it's Snyder's aesthetic and, and, and Snyder yeah. definitely has an aesthetic. Um, I just don't think that usually his aesthetic lends itself well to story. Um, in the same way Michael does. Bay uses explosions, Snyder uses slow-mo. <laughs> yeah, but it's a different, it's, it's, okay. I, I'm just, I'm in the, I know the, there's a lot more to his stuff. No, but. I, I, I know. I, I'm just trying to say, I think like his, his aesthetic lends itself to the epicness of the characters here um and and it doesn't and it, and whereas batman vs superman feels like it's trying to be like complex if that makes sense um justice League is trying to be epic and and like slow motion and stuff like that makes more sense for like the epic mythological type of thing they're doing in justice league and it doesn't make as much sense when it's like literally they're trying to do like a court case basically thing with batman v superman that's why it's called batman v superman whatever um i think that's like why it, it doesn't feel like it's an aesthetic that matches as well for that because it's like they're trying to do all these like intellectual things where they're talking a lot of the time whereas here is just like the motion and the action and the score and yeah. everything just lends itself and it just feels amazing when you can watch an action sequence and just l get what's happening yeah. Um, this was more of a spectacle for sure. Like and it's a spectacle and it has spectacle and it like there's difference between having spectacle and then just it being nothing. Yeah. And it's trying like it's trying. I thought this about nobody. I thought nobody was basically trying to be a stylist movie that didn't have any style. This is a spectacle movie that has spectacle and it works. And that's why I'm giving this a nine for look and feel. Okay. Final category is effect. I really like this. I did think it was an improvement. Um, I, I think I, they pretty much improved on everything. So, and I was I was very pleased after watching this. I was like, that was a cool four hours I just spent. Again, I'll give it an eight. I wasn't like, oh my God, this is the best movie ever. But I, I definitely felt like I didn't waste my time. I was entertained. It did its job as a movie. Good job uh, on this recut. Yeah, I think for me, the biggest thing about Affected, I didn't I haven't mentioned this yet, but like I, I was literally getting emotional <laughs> during some parts of this, which I was not expecting. Um, like the cyborg stuff, like she, Lois Lane, her perspective in this, um, and the way that they film her basically and how her like emotional journey, like I was like legitimately <laughs> tearing up, which is kind of like weird to say. But like I, I was like I bought into the emotion of what's happening, um, which is so weird. Um, but like that on top of the exhilarating action um like just like it, it felt like a movie to me like and i yeah. just loved watching it i from start to i mean again start to quote unquote finish um i'm gonna give this an eight like i just i just really loved watching it okay well when we come back we will be uh telling you guys our full score then for the new schneider cut of justice league and we will begin our review of godzilla versus kong so stick around think fast in the short time it takes to listen to this message, a small flame can turn into a big fire. Several minutes more, and thick, poisonous smoke may have filled your lungs and reduced your ability to respond. Give it five, and your entire home may be filled with flames. Keep breathing. We've got you. Don't let your world go up in smoke. Have working smoke alarms and practice an escape plan for you and your loved ones. Learn more at usfa.fema.gov, because fire is everyone's fight. Welcome back to Script to Screen here on 90.3 WRST-FM Oshkosh. I'm Max. Joining me here is Gideon. 
Gideon, what is our final score on Justice League? Uh, we both gave it a 39 out of 50. Um, that Have we ever done that before? We both had the exact same score? Not that I can think of. Um, which gives it a 78 out of 100, uh, which puts it... It's all right. That's about... Uh, right above Casablanca. <laughs> yes. I love that. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> Snyder, you beat oh Casablanca. My gosh. Um, I knew you'd do it one day, my man. I knew it. Um, <laughs> yikes. Um, Here's looking Casablanca, at you, kid. <laughs> also, uh, also available on HBO Max, by the way. Um, All right. And if, you had, if I had to recommend one of them, I'd definitely say watch Casablanca and not Justice League. It'll be a much better use of your time. Um, but also, it also had the same score as, the exact same score as A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood and The Lighthouse. Okay. Both uh, both other good movies, too. So, I mean, it's it's in good company there. I, uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, we you did always got to remember our exact, range. We did give the exact same score to Blade Runner 2049, actually. We both yeah, it so it's, it's in really good company there. Um, but our next film here uh, is... One that just had a simultaneous release both on HBO Max and in theaters, Godzilla vs. Kong. Um, and yeah. wow, what a film. Did you watch it in theaters? I did watch it in theaters, and re which reminds me, remember what I just said about Snyder Cut, about how it tries to be a spectacle movie and actually yeah. has spectacle? Yeah. You know what Godzilla vs. Kong is? A spectacle movie? A spectacle movie that doesn't have spectacle. But I, I think, I think it's... It was just so much fun. It was fun to watch. It was great. This is what people want from their monster movies. Sometimes, yeah. every once in a while, with all the stress of everything, with COVID and with, with uh, you know, elections and everything else, like sometimes and 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 politics and all this. Sometimes people just need to just go to the theater, turn off your brain, and just go watch a three hundred foot gorilla fight a three hundred foot giant lizard, oh, and yeah, I watch him just tear up a city. I have absolutely nothing wrong with that, um, <laughs> I, and that's what I wanted out of this movie. I was I was very excited to watch Monkey Punch Lizard, and, um, and I you ask my family, I the amount of times, Max, the amount of times that I said monkey in the past two months is probably. Uh, Inhuman, like to the point, of, it's 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 stupid. You said it more than Jane Goodall. I, I walked up to my little sister and said, "Monkey," yeah, and she got really mad at me because um, <laughs> I kept doing it because um, I was so excited, man. I wanted to see the monkey punch the lizard. I hey, you, you know I just didn't think he did it enough. Like it's there's the, this the humans. I don't care. Le leave the humans out of it. No one, no one cares about any of the people. Just stop it. And let me watch a monkey punch a lizard. That seems to be the the consensus with all of these. It's like less human stuff, more fighting. But I feel like yeah, with all but, four of the MonsterVerse movies, they have improved on that more and more. I, okay, and, but that's I I sort of I sort of agree with it, sort of disagree with it. Like you, there's a line. So like if you're gonna have if you're gonna go all out monster not monster stuff, go all out monster stuff. And I think Kong Skull Island has been the best one to do that so far. Um, I think it has the best monster action from start to finish. Um, but I think God, the, the first Godzilla, I think, is probably the best overall movie out of all four of these because um, it has great monster action, but it doesn't It doesn't do... I think like it, the, this the one human is. story is genuinely compelling. Well, Also, I just watched the first Godzilla well, a couple nights actually, ago. Actually, I would say this most recent one, Godzilla vs. Kong and Kong Skull Island, have the two best stories outside of the outside of the action no, outside godzilla, of the monsters god, i i literally watched godzilla two nights ago it's 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 story i was blown away by how engaging 
uh, this the story is. It seemed in that really movie. slow to me, and it was a lot of buildup with like no payoff. It was like the um the 2006 Superman movie. You remember that? I never saw that one. You never saw that one. It's like uh, Kevin Smith describes it great. It's like a three-hour Superman movie where he doesn't punch anything, <laughs> and it it. <laughs> It's literally just like Superman going around. He's feeling mopey, and like there's this thing with like uh, Kevin Spacey. He's Lex Luthor, and he's got his own like land scheme thing again. And it's just like it's a very slow and very little action movie. And that's how that first Godzilla felt. It was still a good movie. It looks good and and does deliver on everything you you want. But it but it. Deep down, you feel like unsatisfied when you leave that movie. Yes, yeah, see, I felt like as far as on a on a deeper emotional, uh, intellectual level, I felt the most satisfied after watching um, that Godzilla compared to any of the other. Like I, I, I love. I think Skull Island just has a Skull Island. I think is probably a really just great. It's having fun with style in a lot of ways. Like the editing is really interesting in that movie. Um, the way that they kind of like use the period uh, to to build the movie around is really interesting. Um, yeah, like I feel like the fact that, but the 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 Godzilla movie, like I I, a lot of the weird thing about it is that a lot of it was like symbolism and visual imagery more than it was like what they were saying, which is why I was so engaged with it. Mm -hmm. Um, like it's it's the the images that that it's giving you more so than like. If that makes sense, I it's hard to describe it. So like like the way that they use um, like closing doors and like separation as as a motif that plays throughout it, like it's yeah, but it's always a tease. It's like no, you it's can't not see though. But like Godzilla all the way. Oh, there's well, about to be cool action. Close the door. I'm talking about the, talking about the human stuff. Like there's the, the the way that like each of them has to get through the fact that they keep getting separated from each other, and they're, and they're and they all and it all wants to get back, and that is paid off by the end when when when. Uh, uh, Scarlet Witch and her brother get back together at the end. Oh my God, I never um, realized that that's the same actress. Holy cow. Yeah, um, but I think like this stuff, there's one shot where I was like, it's at the beginning, you've got Brian Cranston who's looking through the 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 glass window at his wife who's trapped in the nuclear yeah. thing and she dies. And then later in the movie, you get um, Wanda, what, I, forget, I don't know what her actual name is in the movie, um, Wanda, who played by Elizabeth Olsen, looking through a glass window at her son as he drives off and she has to watch him go away. Like and then there's and then there's another instance where where um uh Aaron Taylor Johnson is on the on uh uh bus and then his and then a kid gets stuck and lost from his parents and he has to re later re like it's a movie about being lost and then being reunited and then and then the pain that comes with with loss. And it and that's a theme that's developed throughout the movie like you just don't get that level of, of complex storytelling in any of these other movies uh, I, I i suppose i there is definitely truth to that but at the same time people aren't going to a godzilla movie for the complex storytelling in fact the storytelling yeah, of godzilla can, has a tradition both, of kind of being corny so, but if you can do both, there's I don't think there's anything wrong. Like but, if you but can they didn't have do a, both. They chose the storytelling but over the action. Has, but no, but they, it still has great action on top of it. I think for I seven saw, minutes, there's seven minutes or eight minutes of, of Godzilla in that whole thing. Well, right. I've and seen then, it cut together. Right. And I, I understand, and I feel like a lot of people were just definitely disappointed by that. But I think when it's like there's, not, but I this, I, but we're, I mean, right. we're not even Godzilla reviewing that. God but but Kong, Godzilla yeah. versus Kong, I think has compelling human elements, though most people would say one of the two human side stories didn't need to happen. I'm kind of on board with that, kind of not, because I actually liked both the A human plot and the B human plot. I enjoyed both. Um, but 
This one has a ton of action, and it's well. I think it's well paced enough where there's never too long of a gap without a giant monster fight in some way, shape, or form, or at least some moment where you're seeing the monsters. You know, I I was happy about that, and I thought the pacing was like perfect, and it kept you invested the entire time. And then the entire like half hour, the final half hour of the film is just fantastic, just like. Full blown action the whole time, and I I was hyped. And yeah, the I, only thing that kind of made this movie bad for me, and this kind of falls into our effect category. Like you, you always talk about how the theater here in Oshkosh isn't is, isn't is great. Garbage. There were literally people talking around me the entire movie. Also, oh, not just the presentation, just like the people around. No, me. The, it was the people around me that ruined it. There were people talking around me the entire time. Four people checked their phones while the movie was going. I counted it. There were four people. Yeah. I was so angry. I was like going to stand up at the beginning of the credits and like sarcastically thank everybody for making my movie experience so bad. I was I was that close, man. Uh, but yeah, that's not what I mean when I say that the Oshkosh Theater is really bad. But I mean, that, <laughs> well, that, you, that, that that happens every once in a while. Um, I, it's just like there's no movies, like like just the amount of people, and then some of them just. Uh, you know, people who don't usually go to the movies go to the movies, and then but actually didn't go to the movies to go to the movies. They went I, to the movies to sit on their phone. I should have gone. Um, to the, I should have definitely gone to the Appleton one. I think, but uh, but other than that, though, I was still enjoying the movie. And then when I went home, I rewatched the fun scenes that I loved <laughs> yeah, on see, HBO. That's the thing, though. Like I, that type of. I, that's why I was like super into it. Like I, fun scenes don't make a movie to me, <laughs> and so like with this. It has some cool things. Like I, some of the set design is really interesting. Like the the skull with like the tubes running out of it, I thought was like a really cool um, set thing that they did. Um, the Hollow Earth stuff is cool. Um, it felt like literally the, a set piece out of Journey to the Center of the Earth. Yeah, it my looked, dad literally said that during the movie. Um, it looked like it. It was. It looked like they took for some reason they took a big step back in animation quality. There. I. Uh, I don't know, man. I just think I just felt like, like it fulfilled the very minimum of what I wanted from this. Like they had them fight, and it's like, okay, great. Like that's what I. That's what. But like I, I feel like I just want more. Like I, I want, I want like either. It's really hard to say because it's just like I felt empty at the end of the movie. Like it's just like I wanted more of something, and it's probably like I don't know if it's like the solution is make there be less humans. I don't know if the solution is make there be more monsters. Um, I. To a certain extent, it's just like the the creativity that they use with the monster stuff is just like not. There's some stuff that's cool, like when he takes the bone and, and shoves it down his throat. That was pretty epic. Um, but like the thing about Skull Island is there's some like literal, genuinely uh, impressive, uh, creative visual things that they that they do with um, like the the spider thing that they, that you think is a tree and then it turns out to be a monster, like that that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, I'm just missing that here. Uh, I think that was yeah. a, a mother mother long legs is what they called that. Yeah, um, but. Uh, when we we're gonna take a quick little break here, and then when we come back, we're gonna be scoring Godzilla versus Kong. So stick around. From Feature Story News in Washington, I'm Simon Marks. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson said a move to offer alternatives to the AstraZeneca COVID-19 jab for people under the age of 30 won't affect the availability of supplies in the UK. Meanwhile, in Brazil, daily deaths resulting from COVID-19 have risen above 4,000 for the first time. And at the White House, President Biden is expected to sign executive orders tomorrow on gun control. And we're back here on 90.3 WRST FM Oshkosh. Gideon and I are about to begin scoring Godzilla versus Kong. So, Gideon, what do we got for our first category? First category is story. 
first impression. I don't know why I said story. <laughs> we can't do first impression second. It just doesn't work that way, man. For, uh, first impression, I was I was very pleased with this. This one I think is better than Monster or the uh, King of the Monsters. Uh, I yeah, put King it. Of the Monsters is far away the worst of the four. I, I disagree. I don't know. See, somebody was like ranking these earlier, and I was like. I only know which one I would put on the bottom, but like the other ones, it's kind of a toss up between between Kong style and King of the Monsters and this because King of the Monsters also delivered on a ton of. <laughs> I yeah, Godzilla's on the bottom, <laughs> the first one, one. First one for me, but okay. But um, I still think I would probably put Kong Style Island on top just because I think it was like visually the coolest, had a really good story with the people, and the action was awesome. Um, but uh. I was very pleased with this. Like I said, I went home. I watched scenes again because I was just couldn't get enough of it. And I was just like, this action is fantastic. I need to see more of this. So first impression, probably a nine for me. I had a lot Jeez, of fun. Nine? I had a lot of fun with this movie. Wow. I think uh, I think I would have had an even better experience if that theater hadn't been packed with a bunch of inconsiderate people checking their phones. Man, I, I was back and forth in a five and a six on this. Oh, gosh. Um, it's going to be one of these, Gideon. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be. I thought at the very... Whatever. Um, I... <sighs> I think I'm gonna. I have it as a six on Letterbox right now, so I think that's only fair to give it a six now. But I, I, it's, I'm really very, very close to a five. It's like the very low side of six. Okay. Did you see like, this I, one I, in Oshkosh or did you watch I saw it? it in Oshkosh. I had a good time watching it. I had fun. It's just as a movie, it's just like. Did you do I the IMAX that. or how did you do it? Yeah, the super screen. I didn't see it on IMAX. I probably should have. Well, it's not IMAX. It's a super screen. It's not the same brand. I mean, it's really the same technology. I thought they had it listed as IMAX there. No, but I might they be don't. Wrong. It, it's it's really the, actually the same size as a LIMAX, though. Mm. Um, so one way or another, just compared to a true IMAX, it's it's not even close. But okay, yeah. Then our next category is going to be story, and I feel like I already said my piece about the the story here. I think the human a plot pretty solid. That seems to be what a lot of people think about it. It's like just the right amount. It's not. Not too little, not too much. Keeps you entertained. No really annoying characters with the A plot. The B plot, human people. There's a lot of people who don't like uh, that one actress who's involved in it. I, the, the uh, oh my gosh. What's Isaac it? Gonzalez? No, 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 no. The, the young girl. the uh, Millie Bobby Brown? Yeah. Why don't people like her? I don't know. I think they're saying she's like, Pushing like SJW stuff. No, I think they're saying, like, the, the way she's written, she's like this SJW stand-in character. She's like a conspiracy theorist. I know. It doesn't make sense to me. I Like I said, I didn't mind either of them. I'm just telling you that seems to be the consensus from a lot of critics of the of the human parts of this is that it's anything with her involved in it they didn't like. Since when do crit critics criticize SJW stuff? The audience critics, oh. not like the, the the angry commenters and the whatever else. I'm not. I, I I'm not I, saying the critic critics, no, the people okay, who are publishing the like, work. Like, that's, that's not a, what I'm saying. But I I had I put more. She, but like conspiracy theorists and SJWs are like not even I, the same. I no, I'm not sense. saying that. I'm not saying and I'm no, not know, agreeing I'm not, with no, them. I but I'm, I'm just saying it's just a it's just it's, a weird thing. It doesn't make sense to me. I know. It, I think they might be saying she's like a little bit of a like a Mary Sue a little bit. I I, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. I'm not bothered by it. I thought that was fine. She it, doesn't. Her B, so, that B plot with her and and those guys like kind of reminded me of the human B plot in the first Transformers movie, when when the, yeah, I remember everything about that story. Yeah, with with the uh, Australian hacker chick. No, I was being sarcastic. I don't know anything. Oh well, there's like this Australian hacker chick, and she gets like a file, and she brings it to her 
a friend's house and like then they're all of a sudden like taken by the FBI and then they're like in, in thrown in with like the main characters but it felt a lot like those guys um rewatch it's very funny it's like the comedy of of that movie but um so I I didn't mind that at all I thought the action was perfectly paced out where you're never like there's never really a dull moment and there's always some sort of awesome yeah, it thing is, going it on. Yeah, it's decently structured. Um I think if anything was, I wanted to get there sooner. Um yeah. like I feel like the the first fight on the on the on the water with the ships and stuff. Um that I think is honestly probably where the most creative stuff is happening. Mm-hmm. Um with like with with how there's some great stuff in here with like them using giant stuff as like normal objects if that makes sense. Like this Yep. Yeah, and a lot of that happens in that first set piece. Um, but it just takes a little bit to get there. I feel like you can cut maybe ten minutes out of the first act to get there sooner. Mm. Um, I feel like the Hollow Earth stuff feels like it's that just structured kind of in the wrong. Like they get there in a really weird time. Like I feel like it should either be sooner or later, if that makes sense. Like it should be either the halfway point. I, I mean, I don't know times, um, yeah. but I feel like it should be either be the halfway point or the break into two. But it feels like it's kind of like in the middle. I don't remember which. It, it just felt yeah. like real. It's like okay, oh, this is like where we're getting to here. It just felt like a weird place. You could say the Hollow Earth stuff's in the center of the story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like I, definitely the first set piece is, is the most creative out of them. Overall, the story though with the humans, like it's just it's just dumb. Uh, <laughs> it, there's there's nothing interesting going on here at all that I found. Um, the way that they get Godzilla and Kong to fight is also not all that interesting. Uh, the way it ends up is just very standard to me. Um, and the humans, and even though, and there's nothing wrong with the Godzilla Kong fight and all that reasoning. They're, they're big giant monsters who don't talk. I don't have yeah. any, any problem with it being simple. Um, the problem that I had with this is just like the fact that the, the humans bring that down. Like it feels like it should be, they just overcomplicate everything with mm. the way that humans talk. And it's just like, no, we're not stupid. We know this is a dumb monster movie. Like your your tone is going for dumb and monster, but you add all this complicated jargon that's not interesting. Um, so, so story, I'm giving a four. I'm going to give story uh, a seven here. There, I mean, it just wasn't mind-blowing, but that's not why I was going to this movie. I was here for the monster fights yeah. and the human part was next but it was good it was good it was better than the a uh, couple of the other ones like i think the worst human one is um is is king of the monsters but Definitely. um but uh this one fixes most Actually, of the issues there this might have a worse human story than king of the monsters i i disagree but it already kind of i mean you've already reflected yeah. your thoughts um, of it in, in your score so next category is acting yeah. um best actor happened to be the one who has no verbal lines uh, I would Kong? say, or the little girl. <laughs> yeah, and the and the Oscar for best acting goes <laughs> to King Kong. Kong, and he's just like sitting Captain. there taking up like fifteen aisles. Like <laughs> it's like at the beginning of the original thirty two Kong or thirty one, or the or the two thousand five Peter on Jackson the, one on when he's like on the stage. Yeah, well, yeah, the original one. But, I yeah. like the Peter Jackson one better. I haven't okay? seen the Peter Jackson one. I've only seen the original. But oh, Peter Jackson one does way better. It's it's great. Um, but yeah, so acting, I thought it was all right. I mean, nobody was mind blowing, but no, I, I think the best actor was the, the, the bad guy, like the business dude. I, yeah, there's not but, a single interesting performance in this movie, and I love like all like Kyle Chandler, Brian Tyree Henry, Millie Bobby Brown. Like they're all great actors. I love all of them. Like, but their characters are just so bland and boring that it's just like, okay, I don't care about I, any of the performances. I just wish they, the the guy who played Firefist, whatever his name is, you know, from 
Deadpool 2? No. The kid from... De- oh, De- Julian Dennison. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's He didn't too. even need to be in this movie. Like, I well, was just like, your Brian character is doing Henry, nothing. All three of them don't really do anything. Yeah. So, yeah, good point. So, I don't know, acting, six. What do you got? Uh, I'll go five. Like, there's nothing... It's not... Like, I feel like it's not detrimental in the way that the story is. Like, I feel like the story is what's dragging it down more than the performance star. The performances are just not doing anything interesting simply because there's nothing interesting for them to do. Yeah. All right, um, I, we're just going to have to move real fast here. Yeah. Look and feel, I would give it an 8. It would be a 10 if they had improved how the center of the earth stuff looked. But oh, I thought that was fine. I, I thought it looked really kind of corny. Like, it literally looked well, like cartoony. they took... Like, the whole movie I know, but it, but it, this isn't 2008 when, yeah. you know, uh, you have the Journey of the Center center of the Earth movie coming out. This or is like, Journey 2 starring... Dwayne or Rock any of Johnson. that. Like, those ones, those ones look like crap. <laughs> but they're also like the best that they could do at the time for their budget. This yeah, one's like you. a giant budgeted you. movie, and and all of a sudden when they get to the center of the Earth, it looks like area. That. It yeah. doesn't look good I, to me. Um, there was something weird about it—the lighting or something. It just looked off, and it well, was in, in an uncount. How is it getting lit? Because <laughs> in the middle of the Earth, there's the no core sun there. is burning. It would produce light. Whatever. I'm. I can uh, buy that. I'm but, gonna give this a seven for look and feel. I the, there's there's some interesting stuff here happening. Like the neon yeah, lighting is really cool. That's what I'm saying. Like all the stuff like outside the of the core was great. Pretty good. I feel like Alexander Desplat's score for God the original Godzilla is like amazing though. Like compared to this, I could. I mean, just comparing. I'm comparing the two in my head because I just watched the other Godzilla. Um, but the seven for look and feel is my score. Final score. Final category is effect. Effect. I would say an eight. Uh, again, it was like this was really good. Um, you know what? Maybe a maybe a nine actually. I'm gonna say a nine because I went. Ho- I I seldom go home and then like immediately watch something again. Well, I really felt compelled have to do that. A movie that you can watch on stream. I know it was, but theater. I mean, if I had the option, I don't know if I would do that with every every movie. This one definitely compelled me to do that. I would give an effect a nine. I had a lot of fun with this movie. Go see it. Um. I'll go, I'm between a six and a seven because I did have a good time. I think I'm a six. Like I, there's 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 moments in here where it's like kind of stand up and cheer type of stuff where it's just like, oh, that's really cool. They did something exciting with the way that the movie worked. Cool. Um, I had fun. And then there's other times where it's just like I'm kind of bored. Um, and it's never good when you can say a movie that's boring. Uh, six. So I, I don't feel like I, if I can say I was bored, I don't feel like I can in good conscience give this a seven. Okay. Um, so six is my score for effect which makes our final score for Godzilla versus Kong a 67 out of 100, which means that it is one above Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them and one below The Chronicles of Narnia, the first huh. one. 